Good morning and welcome to the December 9th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show where we are on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of professional wrestling with everyone that wants to join us. My name is Ryan Joy and on today's show we're going to be answering the question of what did Chris Jericho do on this day in 2001? Well, 2001 was as pivotal a year in the wrestling world as I can remember. Early in the year, both WCW and ECW were acquired by the WWF, and while ROH and TNA had moments of brilliance over the next 20 years, the WWE's only real competitor for the American television audience didn't hit our screen until 2019, when AEW's Dynamite show kicked off on TNT, the former network of WCW Monday Nitro. But the final story of WCW and ECW would play out on our TVs for the remainder of the 2001 calendar year. And on this show, we've touched on some of the most important moments from that dystopian period, right after the fall of World Championship Wrestling and the other extreme alternative. On episode 15, we discovered that WCW Championship made its only appearance at SummerSlam 2001 when Booker T lost his title to The Rock. And on that same show, Steve Austin would lose to Kurt Angle in a WWF Championship match, but it was a DQ loss, so Steve would remain the WWF Champion. So as the summer of 2001 burned out, the WWF positioned the two biggest stars that they produced during the Monday Night War with the titles that symbolized opposing sides of the most high-profile wrestling war of our lifetime. And on episode 80, John DeCani told the story of the WCW and ECW alliance collapsing at Survivor Series 2001. When The Rock led Team WWF to victory by pinning Steve Austin in the main event, whatever sparks left over from that era of Nitro, they were permanently distinguished. But how did the WWF wrap up the alliance storyline? Was Survivor Series the true end? What happened on the Monday Night Raw the day after Survivor Series 2001? Well, first, Mick Foley stepped off the corporate jet and quit his job as commissioner. The Thorn in Your Eye theme music played and Jim Ross welcomed us to Monday Night Raw. The color commentary position was wide open as the Alliance's Paul Heyman was theoretically out of a job. And who do you think the first person to step through the curtain to kick off Monday Night Raw would be? Well, the No Chance in Hell music was playing because Vince McMahon had to come out and gloat. Vince told us that we were forever indebted to Kurt Angle because ECW was dead, the Alliance was dead, WCW was dead, and the only remnant of WCW was the championship belt around the Rock's waist. The WCW World Heavyweight Championship was traded back and forth between The Rock and Chris Jericho prior to Survivor Series, and with the Alliance out of business, Vince announced that the WCW title would now be known simply as the World Championship. Vince also announced a new club. The Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club's inaugural member would join that night. It wound up being William Regal. But remember how 20 seconds ago I mentioned that Paul Heyman was out of a job? Vince called Paul down to the ringside area to apparently continue his job as color commentator. Paul was super happy that he got away with it, but Vince just wanted to publicly fire Heyman. And JR couldn't have been happier Cuckoo kachoo, the walrus is gone. Well, Heyman dove over the announce table, but JR got a few shots in before McMahon introduced Jerry the King Lawler as Heyman's replacement, and all seemed right with the world, as JR put it. 
Now, as for the WWF Championship, Steve Austin, a member of the WCW-ECW Alliance, was still the WWF Champion, but Vince McMahon had a plan. But before we get to Steve Austin and Vince's plan, Vince has to deal with his children. So a few segments later, we see him do just that. Shane congratulates his dad and says he lost to the better man. Stephanie says she's young and naive and she made a lot of mistakes. She says the whole thing was Shane's idea. It was Shane's idea to slap Vince. It was Shane's idea for her to tell Vince to die. She finishes it off by saying, you're the better man, daddy, and I'm really so sorry, daddy. I guess Vince didn't buy it because Vince just had Stephanie forcibly removed by security. In the next segment, Chris Jericho apologizes to Vince for almost costing the WWF their win the previous night. Jericho's punishment for attacking his own partner, The Rock, at Survivor Series? Well, he gets to fight Kane tonight. Jericho's massive ego wasn't done with The Rock, because in the very next segment, Jericho attacked The Rock following The Rock's successful world title, not WCW world title, just world title, defense against Kurt Angle. Jericho would continue his night by losing to Kane by disqualification. Jericho didn't look like a loser at all, though, because the segment ended with Jericho hitting Kane with a chair and applying the walls of Jericho. Referee Teddy Long had all he could do to get Jericho to relent. It's now time to discuss Vince's plans for the WWF Championship. Vince carried the WWF Championship title belt over his shoulder and he brought Kurt Angle to the ring with him. Vince's big idea was to strip champion Steve Austin and give the title to Kurt Angle. But before Vince could do the deed, we hear the familiar tones of Thus Spakes Zarathustra in the WWF for the first time since 1993. Did I neglect to mention that this edition of Monday Night Raw took place in Charlotte, North Carolina? Ric Flair was in the house and he was going to ruin Vince's night. Flair said he bet on a winner last night because when Shane and Stephanie sold their shares of WWF to a consortium, that consortium was, woo, Ric Flair. So Vince and Flair are partners, and Flair wants Angle to win that world championship the right way. Out comes Steve Austin. Austin proceeds to stomp a mud hole in both Kurt Angle and Vince McMahon before turning his attention to Ric Flair. Flair simply allows Steve to pull the world championship off his shoulder. Flair and Austin have a few Steve Weisers to close the show. And while this was one heck of a Monday Night Raw, all of that discussion, it's only the setup for today's topic on the Daily Wrestling News Show. So that brings me to WWF's December 2001 pay-per-view Vengeance Day that took place on this very day, December 9th in 2001. While Flair and McMahon obviously had different ideas about the world title picture, they agreed with the old mantra popularized by the 1986 mess of a movie Highlander, there can be only one. Flair decided that at the December 9th Vengeance Day, The Rock's world title would be unified with Steve Austin's WF Championship in a one-on-one -on -one contest. But Vince McMahon managed to convince Flair into adding Jericho and Angle to the mix, so we would have a four-person tournament to crown the first ever undisputed world heavyweight champion there can be only one and here's what happened this world title series main event main evented the show with the three tournament matches closing vengeance day in match one austin hit angle with a stunner and won his match so austin retains the wf championship he advances to the finals angle is out chris jericho and the rock were up for the second of the three tournament matches and toward the end vince mcmahon made his way to ringside 
While The Rock managed to get a few shots in on Vince, the distraction was enough to put Jericho in position to hit Rocky with a low blow and a rock bottom of all moves to secure the pinfall. So Jericho wins the world, not the WCW, just the world, championship, and he advances to face Austin in the finals of the undisputed championship tournament. So Austin and Jericho are getting ready to start their match when Kurt Angle attacks Austin and The Rock attacks Jericho. So we're off to a rocky start. The plot thickens though. Jericho would inadvertently strike the referee, which caused Vince McMahon to bring out Nick Patrick, who is a referee with a track record of taking kickbacks for guaranteeing finishes favorable to his backer. And so Ric Flair wouldn't stand for it. He pulls Patrick out of the ring. McMahon runs Flair into the post. Austin then got his hands on McMahon, but out of nowhere, Booker T appears to wallop Austin over the head with the WWF Championship. As the referee recovered, Jericho managed to take advantage of the situation and he secured the pinfall. So what did Chris Jericho do on this day in 2001? Well, he beat Steve Austin and The Rock on the same night, baby, to become the first undisputed world heavyweight champion. And that is a moment Chris will never let us forget. Where would Jericho go with the championship, you might ask? Well, it's a story for another day, but suffice it to say, a certain King of Kings, absent from the entirety of the Invasion storyline, made his return during the 2022 Royal Rumble and set his sights on Jericho for WrestleMania 18. And that does it for the December 9th edition of the Daily Wrestling News Show. But if you'd like to continue the conversation with me and John and other listeners of this show, then I invite you to head on over to the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. But if I don't see you there... I'm sure to see you right back here for another episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show.